sounds. I, I promised Sammy Davis Jr. he could do another number. Would you like to hear another number from from Sammy? And everyone, of course, dutifully applauded. And Sammy reappeared on stage. He performed Birth of the Blues and and absolutely destroyed the audience again. And Benny returned to the stage himself applauding, watching Sammy and the and the guys walk off. When when the applause finally died down, Jack said, Neville, Neville, that, that was his name. Neville. Now trust me, you you just don't do that unless unless you're sure that it's gonna play. The interesting thing I discovered about my material was that once I had convinced the audience to accept a premise, then everything that followed was logical. For for some routines, like King Kong, if, if you accept the premise that King Kong really existed and, and was this huge ape who came to New York, and, and that could have been the first night on the job for this new security guard at the Empire State Building, and, and that a, a large ape climbing the building wouldn't have been covered in the, the guard's week-long orientation and training program or, or mentioned in any of the manuals and therefore would cause the guard to reluctantly call his supervisor, uh, then everything else that followed is logical. Uh, King Kong is a routine that came to me full-born, um, well, like this. Uh, 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 Mr. Nelson? Uh, uh, sir, th yeah, this is uh, uh, Sam Hennessy, the, the, the new guard. Yeah, uh, sir, I, I, I hate to, uh, you know, to bother you at home like this on, on my first night, but something's, something's come up and, it, and it's, not, it's not covered in the, in the guard's manual. Yes, yes, I looked, I looked in the index. Uh, uh, I, I looked under uh, unauthorized personnel and people without passes and, uh, and apes and, and apes' toes. Uh, apes and, and apes' toes. Well, uh, sir, there's an ape's toe sticking through the window. Well, uh, see, he isn't your standard ape, sir. He's, he's between 18 and 19 uh, stories high, you know, depending on whether there, you know, there's a 13th floor or not. Well, I'm sure, you know, there's a rule against apes shaking the building. There is. Yes, yes, sir. So so I yelled at his feet, uh, a shoe ape, and, and I, I'm sorry, but but you're going to have to leave. Um, you know, I know how you like the, the new men to think on their feet. So so I went, I went to the broom closet, and I, I got a broom uh, out, you know, without, without signing out a requisition. I, I will tomorrow, yes, sir. And, and I started hitting him on the toes with it, but... See, it, it it didn't seem to bother him much. See, see, there are the, there are these planes, and, and they're flying around him, and 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 they're shooting at him, and they they only seem to be bothering him a little bit. So you know, I I figured I wasn't doing too much good with a broom. Did did I try swatting him in the face with it? Well, I was I was going to take the the elevator up to his head, sir. But uh, see, my my jurisdiction only only extends to his navel. You you don't care what I do, just just get get the ape off the building. Um, th uh, this this may complicate things a little, sir. He's um, he's he's car he's carrying a woman in his hand, sir. No, no, I I don't I don't think she works in the building, no, sir. Well, as as he passed by my floor, uh, she had this this kind of well uh, negligee on. So, you know, I I doubt very much if she's you know if she's one of the cleaning women. Well, the the first thing I did was I, I filled out a report on it, 
Well, I, I, I don't want to give the building a, a bad name either, sir, but, you know, I doubt very much if, if, we can, if we can cover it up. Well, you know, I mean, the planes are shooting at them, and, you know, and, and, and people are going to come to work in the morning, and, and, you know, and some of them are going to notice the, the ape in the street and the, and the broken window, and they'll, you know, they'll just, you know, start putting two and two together. I, th I think we're safe on that score, sir. I, I doubt very much if he, if he signed the, the guest book downstairs. You, you, you don't care what I do, just, just get the ape off the building. Well, I, I came up with one idea. I, I, I thought may, maybe I could uh, smear the Chrysler building with, with bananas. One, one problem with being a stand-up is that uh, other people feel incumbent uh, to show you that they have a sense of humor also. Usually when people tell me jokes, they, they tell me the dirtiest joke imaginable, and and they'll preface it by by telling me that I have to clean this up a bit if I want to use it in my act, especially me, Mister Mister PG. Personally, I've uh, I've never done an outrageously raunchy joke on stage. I, I found there's a level that you well kind of set for yourself, and one that that the audience sets for you. the The trick is to come as close to that line as you can. That's that's where the tension is. For, for example, I'll say something slightly subversive, like uh, doctors say that Viagra doesn't cause blindness, and then pause, and then and then walk into the microphone, which results in a few relieved chuckles. Vi Viagra may be the word that causes people to become a little uptight because they aren't really sure what's coming next. I uh, I was at dinner with Tim Conway, and the the subject of Viagra came up. And, and Tim said, you know, they say if you have an erection that lasts more than four hours to, to call your doctor. Well, if I have an erection that lasts more than four hours, I'm, I'm calling everybody I know. I mean, truthfully, there's no subject I, I've ruled out completely. In, in real life, I love portraying the totally insensitive person. These, these jokes are, well, they're my private stock. They're, they're just for me and my family and friends to enjoy, like, like a family winery that saves a, a rare vintage for its own holiday table. One time I was out to dinner with my four kids, and my youngest daughter, Courtney, complained when I ordered veal. Uh, she listed all the cruel and inhumane ways in which calves were treated before they were, before they were slaughtered. At, uh, at our next family dinner, I secretly submitted my own personal list of specials to the maitre d', and with his French accent, he began, Tonight we have a lovely baby hop seal in a very nice white wine sauce. My favorite is, is the terror rare condor uh, satiated with lemon and capers. After he worked his way down the virtual list of endangered species, Courtney was truly mortified until she saw a big grin on my face. Comedians can only discuss certain things with other comedians because if you've never done stand-up, you, you don't know what it's like. You, you don't know the, the feel of an audience. I, I, I'll be talking to my friend Don Rickles, and I'll say, you know, Don, I, I had this audience, and, and they were just dead. You, you, you know what I mean? You say, yeah, yeah, I, I had one like that in Cleveland in 91. N nobody else would know what that feeling is like. And, well, it... Uh, that forms a bond. 
for for stand-ups, it's, it's perfectly acceptable to call one another even though you haven't met. The feeling is, well, I don't know you, but you're another stand-up. You've uh, you've been through the wars, you've fought back the hecklers, and and lived to tell another joke. Stand-up is not for the faint of heart or small of ego. In nightclubs, you're performing without a net. Singers can hide behind a song with excuses like, I, I, I never cared for that arrangement, or those are the dumbest lyrics. Sinatra once said about Strangers in the Night that if you like that song, you'd like orange yogurt. He, he thought it was stupid, but he sang it because, well, people wanted to hear it. As a stand-up, if the audience doesn't laugh, they're saying, you're, you're not funny, and that, that's very personal. Every night I perform, there's that risk. Will it or will it not work? When it, when it works, I, I get an adrenaline rush. When it doesn't, there's such a terrible low that I've even blamed my partner. Never never mind that it, it was a telephone. In, in case you ever run into one in, in the real world, uh, here are a few dirty little secrets about comedians. Comedians are self-absorbed. An illustrative story. A, a fair to mid-level comedian is on stage at a at a nothing kind of place. He, he does a show to polite applause and walks off stage. A woman comes backstage to tell him how much the show meant to her. I, I, I lost my husband six months ago, she said. We spent our whole lives together. I was, I was walking by, and I, I saw your name, and I thought to myself, gee, I'd... I'd like to laugh. That's that's what I really need, a, a good laugh. And I came in, and it, it's the first time I, I've laughed in six months since my husband passed away. If, you know, if, if there's anything I can do for you, I...